2: Harrow, and I'm here with someone who's already packed their speedos and sun cream for the summer. It's Craig Anderson. Hello. Uh, and I'm also here with someone who needs to cheer on Neil Lennon, Scott Brown, and Michael Listig before <laughs> he can do the same. It's Tom Lott. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible <laughs> uh, like thought you, you had
1: that intro
0: prepared It yeah. <laughs> was going to be accurate <laughs> um,
2: So yeah So it's finally over After waiting months To get to this stage It finally ended on Sunday Some people were happy With the final outcome And a lot of people Were less so uh, of course I'm making that same torture reference to Game of Thrones That every single other <laughs> podcast this week is going to mention um, But it was also the end of the Premiership fixtures um, After the the ones on sat- Saturday and Sunday And we're going to look back on all of the games that happened uh, We're going to start, I guess, with first Saturday So it was the, the bottom six finishing things off And really there was only two games that were relevant There was Dundee against St Mirren And Hamilton against St Johnson And surprise, surprise, Hamilton survived <laughs>
0: The, the cockroaches uh, did whatever it is that cockroaches so, do. Yeah. ran about. Um, yeah, post nu- dying
1: Yeah, I mean, the point of it is a one-team league. Post-nuclear problems. <laughs> when Trump presses the button, Hamilton will survive. <laughs> we'll, we'll be playing in Europe against whatever parts of Russia are left over.
2: Ziggy Gordon will be back for his nineteenth fail. Right?
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, cre- I mean, cre- all credit to them. They they don't win. Consistently, they don't put runs together. They don't do, you know. They don't survive by conventional no. methods. But like tooth and claw, and every single week, they 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 do seem to treat every single game as another go. It's not like you've lost nine games in a row. It's going to get on back. They, they, they'll find a way yeah. to win a game that no one would expect them to. And credit to them because normally at this stage of the season, it or in the last few, weeks, few seasons anyway, they, they've been relatively safe by the last game of the season, it's not quite been the same sort of pressure perhaps, and the pressure was on them, and they obviously lost to St. Emma um, earlier in the week Um, so the pressure was on them, and yeah, they rose to the occasion.
2: Yeah, was that the surprising thing in a way that, that they actually did it so easily in the end? I mean, they were Ziggy Gordon put them ahead after 11 minutes, and then that was sort of it. St. Johnson had a couple of yeah, chances in the were shot first in, half, but...
0: targeting the whole game,
2: St. Johnson. Yeah, um, mm. so that was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, it was it was helpful for them that St. Johnson were literally on their holidays. Yeah. They'd guaranteed seventh and didn't have anything else to play for. But yeah, they still they still had to do it, and obviously, it makes it look even more impressive given that St. Mirren actually won in... I guess we'll come to St Mirren in a bit, but St Mirren's form over that last kind of five or six weeks was actually pretty good. They're unbeaten in all those games, and Hamilton wasn't weren't actually that far behind the in, the, in the, and they needed to kind of but pick up that that form.
0: I think I think the thing that, that changed and the thing that kept them up was when Rice came in. Um, they took charge of nine home games and all lost one of them, um, and that was uh, they they got pumped five 0 by Rangers. Um, every other game I think they had it was like four wins and four draws or something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like fantastic but it was enough to get them kind of what they needed Um, and that's all you need to do, you don't need to be picking up surprise results All you just need to be winning the games or some of the games you'd expect to to have a chance of winning and that's what he did
2: Um, Do do we think that if Canon was still there they would have basically done the exact yeah, same like, Not possibly yeah different games but still ended up with yeah. exactly the same number yes. of points um, yeah. you certainly wouldn't rule that out <laughs> yeah uh, and, and this is pretty par for the course for them now that's three 10th place finishes a 9th place finish I think I'm right in saying over the last four seasons so I think I one 11th as well. One 11th. Oh, that's yeah. right, sorry. Aye, yeah. aye. Um, so, aye, so it might be two tenths and 11th and ninth. That, yeah. that could be it. So they've kind of got a pretty consistent, they, they know how to survive anyway and they've been doing it for a long time. The, the thing that Rice was saying after the game was about wanting to get a younger squad for next season. So, and given they played sli- playing a slightly different way to how they played uh, under Cannon, they've maybe been a bit more gung-ho at times and they've got battered a few more times uh, but they've also had a few more maybe surprising results so they've they've been a bit more positive going forwards that idea of a, a younger squad does that kind of make sense in terms of what they're looking at doing next season well, well apart from anything you
0: look at the um, UEFA Youth League where they performed pretty admirably and mm-hmm. um, they were only put out um quite narrowly by, I want to say, Midge Land from Denmark, I think that's who beat them. Someone yeah. after they put Basel out, and Basel are kind of quite well known for having mm-hmm. quite a strong youth system, so they, they're obviously doing something right there, and they've obviously already churned out a decent number of good players from that youth system, so focusing on those, looking at maybe some of the kind of cast-offs from other teams, I obviously brought in um, Scott Martin, who had been at Hibs last mm-hmm. summer. Um, and he did a fairly decent job for them this year, so it does kind of make sense as a policy, as long as they kind of keep the keep the experience around. I mean, mm. I think I think Dougie, I mean, even though he's maybe not offered as much on the park this season, will be a, a big loss just yeah. in terms of what he offers. He will reduce uh, the average age for 10 <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I found it funny they had that... Uh, captain leader legend thing when it was about a decade ago they basically were uh, accusing him of trying to kill one of the players and <laughs> um, the guy had a, a heart attack on the park after uh, Emory st- stood in his neck whether it was deliberate or not it, it probably, even though he's a, a prick it probably wasn't but um, <laughs> it was funny how uh, how times change but I mean he had a, I have to say a great career considering the, the lack of ability that he has I think that would be fair to say that he's Spun out. he must he made have made the best 250 of his appearances in the top flight maybe um, yeah. yeah. so fair play to him in terms of the, the game uh, Ziggy Gordon's goal was his scrappy as all hell um, just tap it in from you know a, a big stromash from a, from a corner and I think it was a corner and then tap it in and then the world's fattest man with the corner <laughs> it's just the, the size <laughs> of my, my wife was uh, I put the highlights on last night and she was like look at the size of him mm. and I was kind of and she's seen Chris Boy before so that's uh, <laughs> quite something but fair play to, to Davies, he's actually I think done what they wanted him to do, he's come in he's, he's rattled a few cages, he's scored a couple of goals and yeah. fair play to him so all in all I think across the season they they deserved it ahead of St And mm-hmm. I mean St Mirren picked up towards the end but Hamilton were never awful for I,
2: me I think that's the thing I guess isn't it, that St Byrne had a good end to the season, they had a, a wee spurt when Hamil was there but otherwise were pretty dreadful well, for large parts of the season. For most so. of the season they were as good
1: as Dundee. Yeah, exactly. You were arguably yeah. the worst team. Yeah, and, and uh,
2: One of the worst teams that we've uh, seen. Well, I guess we can come on to uh, St but but that, that's one of the things I think that Cairn has not done too badly. At The fact that that team was about as bad as Dundee when he came in there was really nothing to separate them in terms of quality and the fact that they got to the final day of the season and have gone on a decent run at the end of the season kind of suggests that he's finally got that team working so Before we move on I want to talk yeah.
0: about the uh, comedy capers for uh, the second goal with the St. Johnson defenders yes. just kind of <laughs> re some sort of Benny-, <laughs> Benny Hill sketch or something like that or the chuckle brothers it was like uh, just basically ran into each other and left it for Davies uh, it was not They're both looking at it yeah. <laughs> they're both looking at it. they're like no, no, no okay fine and, and it was uh, kind of a shades of uh, MacLeish and Hansen from, uh, from the World Cup but uh, it was just what it was it was a St Johnston team that, that were already on Dejected, the ball I, mean, you know, yeah. I, um, I, I think I think they were certainly not bored about um, it meant nothing to them it didn't even mean a place in the league they were already 7th and they might prefer Hamilton in the league because uh, Hamilton are probably never going to finish above them St Mirren yeah, there's, there's a chance could there's, there's maybe I a higher think,
2: ceiling yeah. isn't there for yeah, St. Yeah. St Mirren than there is for Hamilton I, think, I
1: mean Hamilton will start next season if not Favorites to finish bottom, then second favorites to finish bottom, but they have every single season, and everyone, mm. will, and they'll take points off almost everyone. Yeah. Again, you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, just to go back, to I, I'd be intrigued to see how the different style of play evolve because the way that the, you know they they they've been largely not maybe not the first season when they kind of survived they they surprised everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think they're not to go Point fingers at the pitch necessarily, but I think the pitch surprised everyone a little bit with the first season they came in. and their home record, especially the, the the start of that season, was really excellent. And um, they've had to be scrappy since, but they've got some really good young players already. The squad's decent. I mean, like um, Mimno I think came on at the end. It looks a really really tidy player, and he's only seventeen. The squad is young. Yeah. like once so, so I think yeah, I think they've got
2: Mimno is there. He's seventeen. McCann twenty two. Scott Martin. He's 22. Stephen Boyd's there for another couple of seasons. He's 22, and then one and Og were both out of contract. But certainly with one, you think he would potentially sign on again. I don't yeah. know what the the deal is, but him along, alongside sort of Darian McKinnon and um, uh, who else have they got? Oakley and you know there's there's Oakley's maybe really a, 20, 20, yeah he's not that old actually. Early yeah. 20s, 23, 24. So, so there's so there's a kind of core of people there they can start building around again for next season uh, Fulton maybe take over yeah. goals potentially as well so yeah there's maybe but things, is there anything that we want to say about St Johnson apart from their yeah. mad cap they antics did, at the they back didn't, they didn't turn up they <sighs> did that it was, I mean
0: what, what do you want to say about no. when the, the, they did what they, they, they finished 7th which once you're in the bottom 6 that's what you're trying to do they did it I think, yeah. I think they went into the split um Eighth So I think they picked up I might be wrong But I think they ended up Moving ahead of Motherwell So if that's the case Then they they achieved something Um,
2: And they finished I think six points ahead Of where they were last season While adapting their style a bit So And then they've kind of Gone into the spot The last five or six games With um, that centre half Pairing that they're they're Looking at next season So um, So they've got Kerr and Gordon That they're looking to Kind of try and get Them used to each other So, So it's been a I yeah. I think, yeah, I
1: think they can probably look back on the season as being overall maybe not what it looked like it could have been when they were sexiest in Johnston, but they're, they've are they blooded a lot of young players. They've had a lot of young players that have come through and taken their chance. The team looks relatively solid from the, the, the. They've decided, well, they certainly decided a good few weeks ago the players that aren't going to be there next season are not yeah. going to be uh, featuring anymore. And despite kind of being hopeless since <laughs> the start of the year, have like picked up at the end of the season and you yep, know, don't know. not and
0: it'll kinda par for the course. They'll come back next year and be contenders for yeah. top six again yeah. as they are yeah. pretty much every year.
2: Yep. Um if we move on then to the game that was more exciting on the Saturday but sadly didn't really mean much in the end uh, there wasn't that there was twists and turns in the game there wasn't really twists and yeah, turns yeah. in the relegation battle but St Mirren coming from behind to beat Dundee 3-2 uh, and the most surprising hat-trick of the season would yeah. that be fair yeah. to say yeah the, the f- f- 40th f- hat-trick in Scottish Presbyterian it? history probably
1: <laughs> <be laughs> <be laughs> the worst player ever
2: it's <laughs> possibly the worst hat-trick it's been pretty terrible hat probably been yeah. yeah. be probably be some worse ones out there, but, uh, <laughs> no, I
0: think that's pretty um, much there I it was it was very funny the way it twisted the fact that basically as, um, as Camden Kerr scored it also filtered through that Hamilton were one up and then <laughs> literally the same time I, th- I think it was when Samirin made it t- went 2-1 up was almost exactly the same moment that Hamilton scored a second it was like there was just absolutely no um, I, I was not uh, not at all impressed by Samirin in the first uh, basically up until the red card and even a little bit after it the they were really poor. I thought um, against against eleven men, they didn't look like they were going to take anything from that game. I mean, Dundee were playing with a bit of freedom, probably because well, the season was done. They yeah. had nothing to play for. They obviously they obviously won last week, um, kind of in the same boat. And then yeah, they, they came out and you know there was guys that were looking. Someone like Cammy Kerr, who I'm okay with without the team a bit um, under McIntyre, but he hadn't looked great all season, and he was suddenly looking competent again. You will um, seen the midfield starting to operate um, a bit better. Um, defensively They looked alright And and everything Was starting to Kind of Seem like You know Maybe maybe they weren't As bad as you thought And then and then you saw Exactly why they got Related really. the with, um, with Dan it's and Levy, you uh, Something know. some If ever an, um, A final match Summed up A player's career <laughs> like, you know, What you go through, you think about Zidane And the, the um, World Cup final And the, Penenka, the penalty And yeah. off the bar And then the red card And that does kind of Sum up his career He was you know a, a gifted hothead. Well, Darren O'Dee's career was, he was a big lumbering oak. <laughs> That's what happened, he got sent off. Yeah, it, wasn't it, it, it was like five minutes into the final game. It wasn't exactly the Vincent Company yeah. into in this no,
1: was it? it uh, I was actually looking, at I was trying to uh, look on Saturday for like the worst final matches <laughs> that anyone's ever had, and the only one I could find that comes close was, I mean, a, um, a much more bigger, bigger player, Johan Cruyff. Uh, <laughs> Johan Cruyff's testimonial. Was I- in 1978 right. was Ajax against Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich were like the you know proper big dogs and wanted to put Ajax in their place, so turned up and beat them eight and, the <laughs> <laughs> and Had three goals disallowed yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> they just like turned up and were like, "We're not, yeah. we're not taking this in the spirit of this game whatsoever." Yeah, it seems like a very so a odd, like
0: odd choice, actually, doesn't it? Because it's not exactly like too <laughs> bad, bad, bad blood in general. Yeah, but. yeah
1: German, apparently. Uh, Apparently, Bayern Munich apologised for it a but, few years ago. The like, really friend,
0: friendlies in general are um, German teams take very seriously. My uncle used to play um, for an, an amateur. i over in, in Munich, and he played for an amateur team who were in about the eighth, ninth tier of German leagues, like way down in the kind of Munich amateur leagues, basically. <laughs> and they played a pre-season friendly against. Winterhacking, who at the time were in the Bundesliga, right. and uh, they had an Albanian centre forward to. I think three months later, went and scored for Albania at Wembley, and this guy scored nine goals against him in the first half. There's something, <laughs> time <or> something. <laughs> I think it'll be eighteen mil or something. So the Germans uh, said, not the." I, mean, I guess it was his final game. Was the equivalent of Jonathan Woodgate's debut. That would, yes. be yes. right. yeah. Um, yeah, And and it, and it um, basically chucked the game for Dundee as well. And. Um, I thought they could come out with credit. It was very, very, very St Mirren to concede a goal to nine men. Um, but unlike, um, unlike previous times, they did actually come back and, and win the game.
2: Yeah. Would, would you say, did Jack Hamilton have a, a worse game than Darren O'Day? Is that possible? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Darren O'Day only had... 20 minutes. 20 minutes of a bad game. Two ninths of a bad game. Uh, uh, game. Uh, yeah. Jack Hamilton is one of these guys who is just... I mean, he had a bad start at Dundee. He wasn't that impressive for large parts at Hearts, and then he's going kind to of come back into the team uh, towards the end of the season. And he's not covered himself in yeah. any glory. Well, I
0: think I think he played. If I'm correct, he played two league games for Dundee and managed to sell three goals. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not. I'm not counting. I think the, the second goal was was it second goal? One of the goals was kind of alright, obviously. Yeah,
2: not really I awesome. I thought the, the, the so second? the first one was the header that he kind of panned into right. the roof of the net, which. He's, Probably shouldn't have done yes, And uh, The second one, I th- it looked like, because in, in the commentary they kind of said, oh, Jack Hamilton would not be happy with this. And I, I can sort of... It was maybe difficult for him because it looked like he maybe was blinded by players in front of him, but it kind of looked like it slipped through his hands a wee bit. And then obviously the yeah, third one... Know. I mean I've only it, weirdly when I was watching this yesterday uh, I watched it on my phone and the every time it, the, the internet was working fine until it got to the and goal and I tried to watch it three or four times and every time it happened that it all kind of went really blocky and pixely, yeah. so I've never really seen it it, uh, feel like it feels like I, it, was, I don't know if something Jack, Jack Hamilton's family's like yeah, working it for uh, shit, like. His, yeah, Sky <laughs> Internet and stops me from watching how bad that was but it, from, from the pixelated images yeah, I could see yeah, it, it was pretty not, terrible um,
0: yeah he's just, he's just not good I mean um, I, I don't know if we'll go back and do this but I did uh, pick Jack Hamilton as my signing of the season <laughs> <laughs> and it was purely on the basis that I thought like maybe this would be the yeah. movie but see to be fair he's probably still not far off it because he didn't play very much <laughs> like the rest of them um, but it was very much aware of bookending Dundee's season to lose twice to St Mirren with shit goalkeeping from the same player.
1: <laughs> I mean, in in not in his defence because it, it was there was certainly culpability at all three goals that he could have done more. With, but the defending for them and the defending like any time you're playing behind the Dundee defence, you must just be ready for like anything can happen <laughs> yeah. at any moment and. For the third goal, I think there are like there are like four players around. like a hey, it's Cody Cook, mm. and with the with the greatest of respect <laughs> to Cody Cook, you, when he picks it up, I mean he picks it up just outside the box. Yeah. You are thinking right? We've got a lot of men in the box. Someone's going to stop him, <laughs> and yeah. he just starts running and he keeps running. And there's more and more men going towards him, just <laughs> and not putting a challenge in. And rather than anything, I think it probably ended up. Obscuring his view and, <laughs> and just being <laughs> being a nuisance rather than anything mm. else in his defence.
0: Yeah, okay, no, just yes. Yeah, Admiring the runner <laughs> of form remote. they're on, must take them with great kind of um, confidence going into the playoffs, which I think will be a, actually a really nice, evenly matched game. A, a rematch of the hotly contested <laughs> Iron Brew Cup final from three years ago, famously, <laughs> um, and. It's actually very hard to pick a favourite. I think Dundee United are a better team than St Mirren, but they're also, I think, it could be a bit flakier. They were were well on the ropes on Friday night against uh, Inverness for that first half before the the very, very questionable penalty decision went against them. I do think Dundee United will probably beat them, um, just because I think... If St. Mirren play even close to the way they played, I mean they made they made heavy heavy work of beating ten man Hamilton on Monday night. They they did deserve to win that game, and then again they did deserve to win on on Saturday. But again, had there not been the red card in either game, I'm not sure they would have won either of them. So they're basically counting on. Dundee United getting a player sent off in the first half. Now, with Calvin Butcher potential playing, that's
2: always a possibility. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, they're they're obviously, despite their form down there for a, a for day. a reason. Yeah. You know, they haven't they haven't been good for for most of the season. I think, at least for them, they're showing a bit more grit than they were earlier in the season. I mean, they've dug out a few games very late on over the last couple of months, and they will go into it a bit more confidence. As you say, Dundee United did look very nervous for that first 20-25 minutes especially against Cali Thistle on the second leg and I think if i have got somebody that can well, maybe it's Cody Cook I don't know be the hero but somebody that can put away a chance that will definitely get presented to them then it feels like it's one of the uh, closest playoff finals for a while it feels like you know, one of those Well, last season's felt a wee bit like Although Livingston eventually won it, that they kind of probably run their course because they would managed to get that way. and Nobody kind of expected them to even maybe get to the final in the first place. This one feels like it really could go either way. It's about a bit it's, it's of a coin. It's
0: the first one. I'm not really. am dis- not really sure who I want. No, but that's I true. Well, I, feel yeah. like, I, yeah. like, I definitely wanted Muller to beat Rangers. I yeah. definitely wanted Hamlin to beat Hibbs. I a million percent wanted Kelly to beat Falkirk. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I Did definitely you? wanted Hamilton to beat United yeah. the last time Because it was funny And then <laughs> I, I definitely wanted Levy to win last year right. Because it's it uh, a new team and all that But this time Samaritan, it feels like they might have something to offer next season It feels like maybe they they could be interested next season But Dundee United coming back would also, I think I, I probably would say I, I prefer Samaritan to win But a Dundee United coming back would also be, be quite a good story So it's kind of I'll just be able to watch it somewhat as a neutral. Maybe once one of the players pisses me off in the first fifteen minutes that'll be when I decide on one of the team supports does something stupid which both of them are very capable of.
2: Yeah. So I think well, something
0: really cheesy and shite. One of the
1: one of the big differences with this one is like it certainly last season and when Hibbs lost the playoff, they were in absolute free fall mm. running into and like confidence must have just been shattered. I mean like part thistle last season <laughs> At no point did they look like they were going to win that. I mean, it it was relatively close, but they just offered absolutely nothing over over the playoffs. Um, Saint Rennan are in pretty good form. They look like they've got a bit of fight about them. They could have quite easily finished bottom, you know, a few weeks ago. So there is. It's not like they're they're not going to be crushed by. They've been ten all season and they've dropped into playoff places. You know they they must have thought a few weeks ago, you know genuinely rather than a Ray McKinnon. We've would taken this a few weeks ago. They they would have genuinely yeah. thought, fine, we've got a, we've got yeah. a shot at it. And Dundee United, I think, have better players and have a better squad and a better manager. And in many ways are just <laughs> many ways are just better. But there's a big flakiness factor. Yeah. There.
2: Um, we just touch on the last game that happened in Saturday which also happened to have five goals but sadly there's not really that much no, interesting to talk about because it's both teams season over but Motherwell beating Livy 3-2 after being 3-0 up It's uh, twice the last two times Motherwell have played Livy they've been
0: 3-0 up in like twenty odd minutes that, that happened uh, in the, the previous home game as well I don't know what it is about <laughs> those two teams but um I was out walking or I, I recorded to some other game and watched it come back and, and my phone was I just set the notifications in that game and not the other one yeah. and then it, it kinda of buzzed three times in quick succession and I was like, what's going on here? And I was like, Oh no, it's three 0 um, you know that way I always wonder if like the guys just pressed the button too many times right, so, yeah. to give me the notification <laughs> for the goal but uh no I it was just more a more a tumble, and I'm I'm fed up with talking about it yeah. to be honest. But like, I should have had a hat or I should have had a hat trick. It was only I had a um Scored that hat-trick He would have been He would have been at half-time Just a goal-off Top scorer in the league yeah. At that point Now obviously He would have As it turned out Needed to have scored five On Saturday To take that Or to finish level with Morelos But at the time He didn't know that And it, <laughs> That would have been A ridiculous story For a 19-year-old yeah. Central midfielder To <laughs> be sort
2: of well, he was. He, he ended up the season With the same goals and assists as Edward Which is Pretty bonkers
0: Yeah And he's I was there's only in the last 20 years been three central midfielders managed 15 week goals in a season, which was uh, Barry Ferguson
2: and Stuart Armstrong. So he's had quite um, quite good company. I think that's the thing. The whole way through this, I've kind of thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe this is almost as good as it gets, and maybe like the only way is down from this next season, and there's going to be some sort of regression to the mean. But that level of performance is just something that people who do that regression I mean don't do you know it's it's just far too I, good I, you know, I the, just don't think he'll we'll even get next season no, I think will yeah.
0: someone will <laughs> come in Yeah, and him, yeah, it. and it'd
2: be stupid to be honest be, I saw somebody just fans saying this yesterday about or Celtic fans actually it may have been Celtic given their issue with John McClick John not John, McLin, good.
0: John McClick good <laughs> 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 he wasn't he wasn't was, <laughs> I don't think there was any issues over
2: the <laughs> uh, parent too much but um, over John McGinn uh, that they, obviously they, they took too long uh, putting a decent offer and they penny pinched a bit with it and actually they're kind of saying just go out and pay the money and get them and then you've got them and if you don't need to use them next season then fine but at least get them because uh, this guy is worth it mm. uh, I mean it's it's been incredible for him I th- for, for Livingston maybe to touch on them it slightly more worrying in the sense that their defence that was so good for so much of the season has kind of collapsed in the last few weeks and they're they going to lose half of them anyway or two thirds of them so uh, yeah it's a wee bit worrying for them the, the goals they lost especially the first couple uh, they set you, you wouldn't think and in marking it set no. pieces would be a problem but it seems to be increasingly a bit of a uh, problem for them the tumble goal from the corners just,
0: just a, a, yeah. a furious to concede that goal and then the penalty they gave away like yeah. <laughs> and that's a penalty <laughs> and then the other end to concede one within that amount of time it's just uh, yeah, not the uh, the thing is that, um, they'll have a big rebuild in the summer and I think it'll be a, a crucial one because you're looking at them now and being like you know, could go either way and they really need to, to get a lot out of it and T- Tiffany coming on and scoring twice I guess was um, and and not he's, he's not played much this season no. so he's because uh, he was at Morton right they were, he, was he was one of the ones they brought in and so yeah. yeah, I've definitely not seen a lot of them, but obviously there's, there's a sign there of maybe there's um, a player in there for next season. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, he's played, he's been, I mean, he's on his what, third, fourth, maybe fourth season at Clyde as well, mm-hmm. and and looked like he had a lot of promise as a 16 year old, and you look, I mean, he's still only 20. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, it it's really it'd be really interesting to see how they rebuild. Mm-hmm. If they're going to rebuild in the mold of what's made them successful. Yeah. Or if they're going to try and do something else, yeah, um, they've basically got a
0: blank canvas
1: at this point. Yeah, and I mean, if I, if it was me, I would try and rebuild what they're doing yeah. F- yeah. because it's been effective until the point that you know. I mean, they were talking about St Johnston kind of like ditching down in tools because they were done. Louis been kind of relaxed since, about what's
2: happened since December. Yeah. Well, I think I think they're la- that was that. that, 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 that and they gave hearts just before Christmas and then ever since I think they've won three games mm-hmm. this year yeah so, but yeah they, I mean they've got um, Lyndon Dykes coming in from Queens who I mean the jury's out as to that level but he's it, a very lively, yes yes shitbag sh- yeah. sh- sh- as well yeah. Um, yeah.
0: yeah I was looking to watching both those playoffs that were on the, um, that involves championship teams and you looked at um, Jordan White and you looked at um, Jordan White obviously used to play for Levy, he was a very Levy <laughs> type striker, and likewise Dykes. So They're big, big guys, quite mobile, mm-hmm. not very good at football, but in some ways it doesn't matter at times. So it'd be, I think he'd be a, a good addition. Yeah,
2: uh, and obviously they've got Marvin Barley coming in as well, whose de- best days are maybe behind them, but might and be able still to to doing a, job. a Pretty yeah. decent yeah.
0: signing for.
1: I mean, interesting to see how that changes this
2: to
0: fill I mean, I mean, I mean,
2: this... with uh, Dick leaving. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who, who they bring in at half is going to be interesting. And I think it's kind of shown over uh, three times uh, in the last five games they've conceded three goals. So that's definitely. I mean, you knew it anyway because the players were going, but it's definitely the area they need to and they'll, they'll strengthen.
0: Have some uncertainty over the summer, probably with. Like I, I don't suspect he'll get the job, but Gary Holt's going to be strongly linked with the Kelly job. You would imagine, and that will. Hang over them yep. across the summer, I would imagine unless kill make a, a swift appointment um so there will be that kind of you, you wouldn't you wouldn't want him to start making his plans and then disappear and yeah. then i
2: mean Kenny they, Miller comes uh, back yeah, to finish the knows, job so, yeah. <laughs> um, i mean
1: even even if even if that i mean the, presumably Kelly' are not going to be in any great rush to to get the get the next manager and even if that goes on for you know two three weeks. And there's any kind of rumbling straight behind the scenes. Like the Livy rebuild is massive. Yeah. Mm. They need players now. Yeah. Like they need pre contracts. They need players in for the start of June. Because if you don't you know, if you get halfway through June with the squad that they've got and they haven't signed players, then you're like you're into pre season yeah. training in the League Cup before you know it.
2: Yeah. Um if we move on to Sunday's games, so Pretty much at this point, Craig, I'm just going to let you wax lyrical about <laughs> uh, how things were at uh, Kelly's win against Rangers that guaranteed third spot for...
0: Yes, uh, oh, it was a nervy day, I would say. I didn't expect didn't expect us to win, I don't think. Um, I knew like Rangers wouldn't necessarily be at their best, but I kind of had a feeling... Kelly probably would draw the game and then would basically be relying on Hibs to do something in it. At the start it looked like that was going to be fine, but obviously as it as it turned out we, we did need to win. I think we deserve to win. Um I think over the over the course of the game Rangers didn't do a lot. Um they they again we talked about teams having been on their holiday. I, I don't think they were necessarily on holiday because their players were still kind of getting riled up and getting involved mm-hmm. in wee niggles and stuff so they weren't like kind of giving up but um, I think they were just when when two teams are playing and one team really 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 want it because they've got something on the line and the other team don't 50-50s just go the way of the team that want it because they're going harder and and that's kind of what it looked like in um it would be hard to I mean across the pitch for Kelly to pick out a, a bad performer. Everyone turned up, did their job. It was it was a very, very, very Steve Clark performance. It was exactly what you come to expect. It was high energy, it was aggressive, and when we had the ball it was quite incisive. Um and and I guess it's what um what Scotland will be hoping to see yeah. in the coming years. Um the goal comes down, I mean Kamara, um people including me are feeling waxing lyrical about his performances, but that's I think that's the one flaw in his game he still expects sometimes a bit much time on the ball and he is he thinks he, I think he also thinks he can beat any player so when someone closes him down he's like looking to take him on um, which can be a good quality to have but um, Malumbu picked his pocket um, a wee quick interchange and then that pass for the goal is, is what Malumbu best <laughs> at is just chipping you know, these diagonal balls, and we've seen it so often this season, and Burke, he, um, he, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say bottles it a bit much, but Celtic Park he had the chance um, one-on-one with Bain and hit it straight at him, but this time he, he, I I was fully confident he was going to score. I sat almost directly at that kind of perfect angle. I could see the back of Chris Burke as he was lining up that shot, <laughs> and he knew it was going in. At that point, I actually thought probably it was finish 1-0 because I thought, I'm not sure Rangers are going to really... Push enough to score And we are very very good At holding on to the leads yeah. um, And then with Aberdeen I think I think have scored Very similar time again And at that point mm-hmm. You kind of expected um, I, I kind of expected Maybe both games To finish that way yeah. Rangers came out Kelly They saw it the first half I thought And then um, Rangers The problem I think Kelly sat back Too, too early um, In the second half and, and created a couple Of chances I And mean, Malone Had the one uh, fording on stopped them kinda of. but Rangers were in the ascendancy. They'd been in the ascendancy actually up to the goal in the first half as well. well in the second half they were kinda of growing more into the game. Um McDonald had made a couple of good saves and uh Yeah, then they they did score, but then that moment kind of spurred Kelly back into Mm -hmm. life. I think Um, even with McDonald's having to go off injured, he went off injured, (laughs) and Mackay came on for his debut. uh, Some some game to about back into the third choice. it was strange?
2: Both both keepers got injured and had to both teams and with a third
0: choice keeper. and then it was fun, there was a funny moment, which was um, with about 10 minutes to go, um, Greg Taylor came across to, uh, it was kind of a stoppage in play, and actually came across to the East stand um, and was asking someone what the Aberdeen score was, because he obviously wanted to know, do we need to, because it's that weird when, situation, yeah. it's like, do you do you actually just want to hold on to the one each, or do you need to go and, and score the goal, and he obviously got the message that, that we needed to goal, and then he, he immediately started kind of bombing the next day the ball at academy. Uh, I, I think for me possibly Kelly's player of the season actually Taylor um, just just tremendous I suspect given, um, given that Tierney's out and given the new Scotland manager is, he's probably going to be rewarded mm. with his first Scotland call if I could be wrong um, given that, that that same manager just said um, through the week that he was yep. um, doing one it would surprise <laughs> me if it wasn't you never know um, yeah, I think he's been tremendous and uh, he kind of has one. Drives the team on, but they all do.
2: Did the uh, Fowler was saying yesterday in the WhatsApp group because he was at the game for the Scotsman that it kind of felt inevitable that that goal was maybe, going to come to him. Did it feel, maybe um, to him. <laughs> <laughs> Not to
0: me. Um, we had that. We had the chance. I'm trying to think what the chance was just before we scored. Oh, the disallowed goal uh, with Miller, which which always looked offside to me from from the stand. But um, he, yeah, that that kind of felt like the moment maybe, and then. Um, yeah, O'Donnell, um, O'Donnell had been the, felt like he spent most of the game as Kelly for the forward player, and um, got there, it was like my, uh, Brophy was running all over the place, and it was like O'Donnell and Malumbu were the two that you kept finding in centre forward positions, and from, at, at the game it looked like a stonewall penalty, um, from, from my angle certainly, which was quite far away, and extremely biased, but <laughs> watching it back, it is a penalty because he's... he's Shots pulled, that's and cool. uh, that is a penalty. Um, and the ref has a really clear view of That, of course, he, he does chuck himself down, which um, shades of Alex Bruce the week before. And yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter. You, you get the three points. Who cares? Um, and uh, I think that's three, three point, three wins. Kelly have had directly from questionable penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know That wasn't. That old, was a penalty. Kelly yeah, always cheating. <laughs> and, and I did not. I, I didn't expect him to score. To be honest, brofear. Even though he scored a lot of penalties, I never really fancy him on penalties. I just there's something about the way he hits something. Like that just Boyd powers him. and and even if he misses, he's usually scored a couple of tap ins because it comes off the keeper mm-hmm. and out to him. profile like, mm. but and it wasn't maybe the best penalty, but he went in, and then to be honest, he just didn't create anything. They yeah. had half chance for the four that proved offside anyway. Um, all in all, I think. I think Kelly deserved thought. I think we were, I think <laughs> the way to finish was probably about right because they were marginally better than Aberdeen if not at all really because Aberdeen, um, considering the, the injuries they had and the poor start they had, I think the, the fact that they ended up taking it all the way to the to the brink and making Kelly do that was probably a testament to them but, I feel like I've talked a lot. There, but, uh, <laughs> it's all that nervous excitement from yesterday—it was—it was a horrible experience right up until the final whistle, yeah. at which point it was—it was magic. Um, just to get that sort of crowd back to Rugby Park, queues outside, queues at the gates, eight thousand Kelly fans there, which is you kind know, of unthinkable. From you know, being lucky if you were getting two thousand Kelly fans at some games um, previously, um, so it, it does really. It does really make a difference, and I think the the fact that he was going—I've already talked about this in our Patreon, which I think is going to go up. But the, the fact he was going to leave was inevitable. So for me, if he was going to go anywhere, that that's where what, the job I'd like him to have yeah. for. So
2: so uh, well I guess just in, in terms of that. So obviously it's been announced today that Clarke's going to be the Scotland manager Just so kind of from a non Kelly perspective, Tom's that. I mean, everyone seems pretty happy with it, which is really rare for any sort of Scotland the point
1: Yeah, and I think as much as. The SFA have had a hell of a of grief for the last few appointments, and particularly the way they managed to cock up the 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 previous one when O'Neill. Everyone knew that there was one candidate, and she didn't end up taking the job and just the way that that was home, the way that was managed.
0: Was, I think someone made a good point that they basically backed themselves into exactly the same corner this time, but we're lucky that Clark, Clark probably had them over a barrel for negotiations at that point because he's like, yeah. well, are you going to give it to fucking Scott Gamble? No. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, the, the,
1: what, what, I don't know whether they whether he'd given an indication at that point that it was happening before they'd let but regardless, I think they've. It's the first time in a long time they've got a manager who's in the ascendancy, who um, doesn't seem like I mean I, probably since Levine and Burley, but even they had, I think closer. I think they felt more establishment yeah. than Steve Clark does. Yeah. He feels quite punk rock. It's good. <laughs> um, no, so I think I think everyone. You look at what he's done over the last couple of years, and I think. At a time when there have been real headline managers, Rodgers and Gerrard in particular, there's a fair case for Steve Clark being the headline yeah. story from from the last couple of years because of what he's done with Kelly and where they were when he when he took over. Um, I just I hope they've got him down to do a really well, it's, lucrative it's th- contract. Yeah, it's three that's years. Very difficult uh, yeah, to yeah, very difficult got, for anyone to come and take him away from.
2: Yeah. I, 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 look, I think a lot of the good things about Clark coming are the things that... I mean, there's a lot of similarities, in a sense, between Kilmarnock and where, he's, or where he was with Kilmarnock and where he was with Scotland. There was a, it was a kind of hopeless situation that he came into Kilmarnock when they were bottom two, I think, when he...
0: B- bottom when he was bottom when he was announced, but then he, he would beat Partick Thistle sure when, he, when he was in the stands, but not right, manager right. we're in the manager, and what I 11th by then, so pretty
2: much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, Scotland are at a point where it doesn't look like they're going to qualify unless they get some bizarre set of circumstances. But now you can sort of imagine that Clark might be able to inspire this team to get a result in Russia or Belgium is, or, or at home to actually it push teams.
0: Four, four points off Russia. Yeah. We should finish second if we don't fuck up any of the, the easy yeah. and make <laughs> court marks in the World <laughs> Games. Now, you, you wouldn't have had seven given us a chance of doing that under McLean, yeah. but if you look at it, can Steve Clark set up a team to go and draw 0-0 in Russia? I think I would fancy me draw set up a team to draw nil nil most places yeah. if you really wanted to. So I
2: think I think one of the things as well is that he obviously gets people playing for him. So you know, so many of those Kelly players have played over and above their level, the, arguably.
0: The team that started yesterday, Malumbu, was the only one that wasn't at Kelly when Clark arrived, yeah. which is phenomenal for a team at the bottom of the league
2: to yeah. finish third. I mean, if you yeah, if you look at like. O'Donnell Brophy Dicker Power Greg Taylor Finlay Chris Burke like, yeah, folk thought Chris, Chris Burke was kind of destined to just be bottom end of the table sort of starting to drift into yeah. the championship and, and look at him now and, one, yeah, yeah and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and then just the fact that he, he can do that and then you add in the fact that he'll be using better players as well and how much he could potentially get out, to, out of the likes of Forrest and Armstrong if he's back and Fraser. No disrespect to McKenzie. If he
0: can get no, those
2: performances exactly. out of him, what can he get out of Ryan Fraser? I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's a there's a risk of kind of hoping for too much too soon with it and I think it's only fair that he gets a bit of a chance to bed in before he, you know we start judging him. But you'd like to think, certainly by the time that even if the Euro qualifiers are kind of Slipping out of our grasp a wee bit, by the time that it's given them lots of time to get ready for the Nations League games, yeah, which, which whoever we play should be winnable with a good manager. and We've got a good manager now, so
1: and he doesn't, he doesn't strike even like the best managers. You, you, there, some of them have a weakness for complacency. The, you know, the the Arsene Wenger. Even when they were amazing, had the possibility of just not turning up for a particular game. I mean, that's just an example yeah. the top of my head. You know, Celtic under Rogers went for a very long time with it, but there was just the occasional game when it just didn't didn't turn up. And Steve Clark's sides don't know do taking, that.
0: Yeah, Kelly have taken two pumpkins since he was here, which was we got to be five nil at five one four one five one at Celtic Park. And that was a day where Kelly were top of the league going into it, and so the like, Celtic were just fired up as if it was like an old fun game or something, a, a proper for me, not one like last week or they were not fired up at all, um, and just played us off the park. And that was not really down to Kelly. And the other time was the, the Cup game at Ibrox where we got a I man sent off early on no. and lost our central defenders and were somewhat <laughs> um, exposed. That that shouldn't happen with Scotland because you, you're hopefully going to have a. Well, if, you, if your central defenders get injured, you. Call up different ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, um, they're, they're all. Equally. Well, usually. All right. Alex <laughs> yeah. You don't end up with Graham Chinney playing this fucking game <laughs> that went back for about three years and a crucial qualifier. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm hugely positive about it. Um, as I say, I resign myself to the fact that we probably believe in Kelly anyway, so we're better for him to go. Um, and just the, the speech at the end they had people in out his yeah. hand it was just very very it was like a bit like in WWF when Vince McMahon would come out and kind of give the big amazing <laughs> speech and then the mic drop and uh, it was a bit like that and um, so it, 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 was, it was a good day yeah
2: uh, it was an okay day for Aberdeen but not quite as good given the circumstances around it yeah it
0: was
1: an okay day um, like a pretty bad performance but um, we've just got a pretty good record against uh, against Hibbs and I mean I, I don't know it did feel kind of inevitable I did think Killy would win and I think as soon as they scored early on I was kind of resigned to the fact that that they would win the game even when Rangers uh, equalised I and I wasn't at the game, I wasn't watching it, I was just watching the <laughs> scores coming in I was like no I just I, I've seen this film before um, I think it Aberdeen did what they had to do, um, and they did it with a. They've ended the season with an awful lot of key players out, and for large spells of this season, either players haven't turned up the way that they should have. I mean, we've only really seen anything from James Wilson in the last three or four weeks, and whether that's because he's going getting a run of games or he's decided actually i might need to have a yeah. job in the next few weeks i need something somewhere um it's hard to tell um but it was it's kind of been a, a slightly cobbled together squad and um Ibs were the better side for certainly the first 43 minutes and i think no one has kind of symbol or epitomized the fact that it's not been a great season but still somehow with three minutes of the season left we were in third place than uh, Sam Cosgrove who <laughs> missed a penalty for the chance yeah. to be the top scorer in the
2: week was, it was a bit of a it felt like a bit of a classic Sam Cosgrove goal the one he scored as well the first touch was okay the second touch off his shin was uh, slightly less so but it actually almost helped him because it disguised he's got, the, a, he's got a touch a like a 50 yeah. piece it's <laughs>
1: like you don't know which angle it's going to come off and I mean, he, he had a really, really hot run of, uh, at, at the end of last year, the start of this year, and not, hasn't been so great since, but, you know, uh, credit to him. He's, he's up to the top of goals. Uh, he's with, a
0: poor, no, I love watching. Really? I really <laughs> love strikers like that. You just do not know what you're getting out of them. And, yeah. just... and then, oh, look, there's a goal kind of thing. It reminded me of, um, oh, who, who is the boy? Ah, yeah, this is terrible, because I can't remember his name. And he used to turn up in the English Premier League all the time it's not Kevin Davies but he was like Kevin Davies and Jeff Horsfield oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he would just turn up and he'd be like who is this guy <laughs> and then he would score tons of goals and he'd be like okay <laughs> um, yeah I mean just a
1: quite a blunt instrument but having said that if you'd said to anyone at the end of last season that Sam Cosworth would, would even get double figures yeah. they, they would have thought you yeah. were insane so you know if he can if, if the, he can show <laughs> any kind of improvement again it, it, it's been a it's been a very odd season I think Parts of that game summarized the, the season. You know, ultimately they won a scrappy game where the Hibs were the better team, and Hibs looked like they were really enjoying themselves. Uh, you know, Stevie Mallon was taking pot shots, Daryl Horgan had a good chance. Um Murray had a I think Murray had a good chance to make it 2-0. And the kind of switched off, lost the ball in midfield. Um Tenacity from Shinney, which we've seen right the way through the season. Conor McLennan getting on the end, uh, picking up the loose ball. And he's been the most exciting, mm-hmm. bright spot of a pretty doer season. At, and Cosgrove kind of by elbows and knees managing <laughs> to force it across the line. Um, but yeah, I think I think that and Stevie May <laughs> managing no, to... Yes, we can't,
2: we can't let it go past without talking about Stevie May's shot, which somehow goes well behind He him. sets
1: up a counter-attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, no matter how many times you watch it, you're like, I'm just it's, it's, not quite sure how the physics yeah, were. It, it defies all <laughs> <the> <laughs> conventional...
0: Um, it was like that. It was like um, FIFA, when, FIFA 92 or something, where yeah. missing, the ball with hit like this invisible wall and
2: it's like something's gone wrong. Yeah, it's like, you know, the, the, there's that saying about uh, uh, your second touch being a tackle. It's like his second touch is... A counter-attack <laughs> know, so, that second shot uh, so strange
1: and, and what's what's weird with Stevie May is actually if, if if as a forward player his trade wasn't in scoring goals yeah. then he would have had a reasonably good season because he's like he's been tenacious he's been used in games where they uh, they have needed to kind of press a bit more and there's maybe needed to be if he wouldn't take so many pot shots and if he would just have a slightly camera head and one on ones then he would have had a lot of but he's got no goals from open play this season <laughs> and um, it's a pretty
2: damning statistic yeah sounds like a perfect Tommy Wright in for next season um, <laughs> uh, not much to say in Hibs I guess um, Milligan is another one leaving Hibs at the end of the season Mark McIntyre finally scored for the first time in eight games uh, but yeah They've not been great Since the split They only get two points uh, They were draws Against Celtic and Hearts That was
0: always coming Because they've, they've Still not beat anyone good Yeah They, they um, beat Hearts But that doesn't count No I don't I uh, don't think You call them good no, Craig anymore um, So next season Will be a challenge He'll bring in his own team I think he's He's um, he will use English market a lot, and, and that's a that's a lucky dip. You can end up with good players or bad players, and it's almost like you could you could sign three guys from League One and two from the Championship, and the League One guys could prove yeah, better. It's just a complete. It's, it's, a, lot. it's, it's a, a lot. It's a lot.
2: Of um, yeah, and it'll be. I'll, I, I'm looking forward to the point where these defeats matter, and uh, Heckenbottom just goes mental because he does definitely seem like the sort. Of, even
1: even the the three well the the latter couple of games, which have been meaningless. Yep. He's had his moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's this one was like we yeah. were absolutely amazing. Everything that we, like everything good we did, only one of them came off. Everything bad we did was punished. And like Hibbs were the better team for at least forty-three minutes and had their moments in the second half as well. But they could easily have lost. They should have lost three-one. Yeah. Uh, pretty soft penalty, but they weren't
0: magnificent. No, they, they were a way Gary McHale's even final lesson and he does leave like he just had to haunt him some one thing <laughs> yeah. to he said that I mean that his post-match
1: interview was very very strange because everyone's assuming he's leaving yeah. I mean he's, everyone's assuming he's, he's off but it, he he genuinely seems to be unsure what he's doing now and it's like mm. he's given the interview on like the 19th of May that most players give when <sighs> like the 15th of November, because he said, uh, oh, the season's over now, I'm going to sit down with my family and speak to my agent, and and it's like, yeah, I mean, you must have like five weeks left in the appointment, (laughs) what are you going to do, I mean, you maybe you do have offers, but presumably, you know, I assume one of the offers is to to stay put, and he was like, you know, a big season next season, the new training facilities are, uh, I love working with the manager, and things like that, like, yeah, those are the interviews you give in your sit-down, how... Yeah, six weeks before his contract is due to be up. Presumably someone else is waiting on an answer mm-hmm. for something somewhere else. Yeah. All o- for options. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> um,
2: last game of the season, I guess, and also of us talking about it this evening. Basically, there's just all we can talk about here is the 16-year-old that turned up at Celtic Park at the weekend. Uh Really exciting, Craig, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, good to see
0: Aaron Hickey <laughs> <laughs> First up for Hearts uh, it looks like he might have a, a good career
2: ahead yeah, of him He does, um, <laughs> and he looks 16 as well yeah, In yeah, fact, yeah, in yeah, fact, when both 16-year-olds yeah, are playing very much looked 16 They're barely lucky if he didn't
0: Both of them, actually I mean, Hickey came on um, the Last time I, I, I guess I would do yeah. last weekend And I thought it looked quite decent for a, for a young boy Hearts have brought in as Levine tends to do, a few younger players and just doing little bits and pieces and they all look like they could have a future and we've talked about this before that maybe at some point he's just going to get rid of everyone and yeah. he's going to put all of these young boys and it could be like when Ferguson did it with them <laughs> You know, you won't win anything with kids except being yeah. Craig and mm-hmm. you won't win anything with any <laughs> Um and I can say that now that I kill I'm relying on uh, <laughs> um week. and I've quite happily sing the hot song on this podcast if we do win the cup. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, <sighs> they uh, just just taking a, to, to take on a, a Joel Skead uh, special there. Um and we, we probably
2: should. I mean we're been a wee bit facetious but Probably should talk about this slightly more exciting yeah. 16-year-old on uh, Sunday. The day. There's been so much talk about Caramel code Dembele and, and, and how good he's going to be. And then there was something in the papers the other week about the fact that scouts are beginning to question it because he's not developing physically the way that, that some of the scouts maybe down south wanted. And he certainly he came on for the second half yesterday for his debut He's absolutely tiny. I don't remember seeing a first team player so small. There was the uh, John Paul McKissick at Gretna was pretty small from what I yeah. remember, but the belly seems tiny. But but he was. It was actually kind of thrilling watching yeah, him yeah, yeah. He, he was really he was,
1: there was one point where he gets absolutely at night yeah, that, that, that yeah.
0: was by a fellow 16 it wasn't he wasn't getting uh, bodied by Chris O'Farrell <laughs> I remember uh, last season Hearts played uh, Chris Hamilton I think he was the young centre half in the final day of the season and Chris Boyd just ran into him <laughs> and he went about five yards he <laughs> bounced off him um, but no I, I think Obviously, he's had a lot of talk about. I mean, he does look a talent. The Youth Cup final that was on, he was he was several years younger than most of the players on that park, and he was one of the one of a few that stood out that, that night as well. Rangers had some good players as well, but he was the one for Celtic that I thought he, he, he does look good. It's always very hard to judge, but you, when you'll judge him is if he's brought on... Like, like, you think of Mikey Johnson. He scored two goals, and he looked great in that game, but he's played twice against Rangers and been swallowed up yeah. by it. The test comes... have you got the bottle to turn up and play in big games like Harry Cochrane who at a similar age ran the show against Celtic in a big game and he's not maybe had a brilliant season but you maybe expect him to start the cup final next week because he's just that kind of big game player you've not seen
1: that yet i mean not i, I mean it it is a little bit i mean had he scored, he'd been the second youngest goal scorer behind Jack and who mm. it, it, the kind of exact example yeah, that you show that he's yeah. now twenty was on at Aloha the season didn't do a huge yeah. amount um I, you know he he was seventeen he's seventeen days younger than him so it is getting <laughs> in and if he's i mean if he's as thrilling as he was then he'll definitely get game time and he'll definitely, you know, he'll, he'll come on in the role that Weir had this season when come in on, try to get the third and a new one win or 4-1 <laughs> yes. win. You know, the traditional Mark Burchill role from back in the day. Um, but he, he was, he was really, I mean, joking about him getting absolutely killed, but he, you know, he takes a heavy challenge and he gets up and goes again and just, you know, it was a kind of level of confidence down. as well he just got, to, and to do and it and yeah. he hear, yeah. was it like hearing it on goal again and he was exciting to watch and he was trying things and he didn't look short of confidence and he didn't look rattled when he got rattled yeah. um, and I, I think he does look like he's got all the attributes to be a really really, really good player I think the, the worrying thing is he may not represent Scotland um, yeah. which would be I don't know. That's the, why Celtic fans will care about that, or, no. or, or, or many will, well, many won't. But he he looks like a real talent.
2: Yeah, and there's still uh, still some hopes that they can get him back from England under seventeen. I he's think he's been a back and
0: forward already. It's yeah. kind of fair enough and just yeah. to take what you can. But for the rest of the game, it's just a non-event. What's the, what's the point? No,
2: what? it was it was a total non-event on the. Uh, Build up to the cup oh, final with the same two teams. Yeah, it, so. if
0: that's going to happen, you're always going to get this shadow boxing yeah. thing where well, nobody's going to reveal their their team. No. Um, so well, well did, done, well think... done to Celtic for winning the league. Congratulations! Really interesting outcome. Them, the, so.
1: the, I think the one the one thing that is worthwhile. Is uh, you know, there's that iconic photo of Maradona and there's like seven, yeah, B-Belgians Belgium, yeah. Him, and there's one of Messi doing it exactly the same. Mikey Johnson did that for the first, <laughs> for the first, school, uh, for the first goal where there are five players round about him and he like drops the shoulder and they all go in the same direction. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think I mean, it was interesting to see the, the young players, at, but, uh, but like you say, a total non event, yeah. it, it's going to be. I, I would. I'm not going to say that I would like Celtic to win the cup because I just can't bring myself to do it. But I'll happily support Craig Levine losing it. That
2: sounds <laughs> a fair enough way to say it. Uh, right, we've been uh, a bit of a bumper edition here, so well, we're
0: not doing one on Thursday. So that's a. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, we've got three more, two more after today for the season, which is the um, playoff and cup final roundup next week, and then. Um, the traditional end of season award show so we're not the first so you've
2: got an extra 10 minutes yeah. of content to as opposed to 50 minutes so we're actually about 40 minutes behind in terms of content not, we're but not talking for 40 more no, minutes no. Just, no, certainly not in that game no <laughs> we've run out of the chat um, we will do a bit of a Patreon which we haven't really discussed but we'll maybe do something about the uh, playoffs the, yeah. the other playoffs uh, and maybe something else that we can call the end of, of the season Yes, that's what I had in
0: mind. Oh, okay. We hadn't
2: planned it, and I was like, "That's something we can easily do." Okay. without uh, having a memory of us. But okay, yeah. well, also uh, join the join us on the Patreon where you can find There's out what we're ad, actually going to do. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's us. You can catch us in all the usual places. Um, but I think that's it for us. Thanks, Greg. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Cheers. Thank you.